0: Hello and welcome to the second episode of our tech talk in 2022. So I'm very happy that today it worked. We find a date and a meeting with the tech um, guys in the background to do this show and have an insight on the latest development. Please give us a like if you like what you see, subscribe to the channel, press the bell button so that you don't miss any show in the future. And um, in case of any questions, you can use the comments, the live comments, or later on, also the comments under the video. And then I would directly say, welcome Yusin, YZ and Prasanna to this episode of the Tech Talk. Hey, everyone. Hey, good to
1: see you guys again. Good to have uh, have this again. I'm sorry that we had to push back uh, a week because last week I I was away. Uh, yeah, so that gives us a bit of time to also prepare and also with some updates as well. Uh, it will make it even more relevant with the uh, with the next uh, upgrade to come. Um, yeah, thanks DZ for hosting us. Um, yeah, so today uh, we have Prasanna and YZ with me to provide the uh, to, to talk about DeFi chain tech and uh, the agenda for today. We so Prasanna will share about the DeFi chain updates uh, on what what the team's working on uh on the consensus side on the blockchain side and uh yz is gonna talk about the uh, wallet development so yz uh, it's uh, a lot of you probably meet him for the first time but he has been uh, around in the communities talking to a few of you guys already uh and um and uh, so he's gonna share some updates there uh yz maybe you wanna uh give a quick uh, introduction about yourself there
2: yeah hi everyone thanks for having me today um yeah, so like what you said, we probably have met online, either Telegram or Reddit. Um, you've seen a post a couple of times here and there. Um, but mostly looking at the light wallet development, looking at the scan development, um, that's what I do um, from time to time. So yeah, thanks for having
0: Cool.
1: Thanks. Yeah, and the last part will be myself. I'm going to provide some updates on uh, EVM, uh, the research done, and the, uh, and the progress. Uh, and uh, what's, what, what to expect and all that. Um, yeah, I think that's that's it. And if time permits, we're going to take some questions the ad, uh, at the end. So uh, do type in the question in the chat.
0: Cool. Yep. Then uh, let's start into the screen share. So I think,
3: Prasanna, you want to start? Yeah, uh, let me go in. Uh, hi, everyone. Uh, thanks, DZ, for hosting us again. Um, all right, so why don't I, uh, so I think there's been a lot of stuff going on, uh, on the DeFi chain land over the last couple of months. So, uh, yeah, I'll start with a quick updates. Uh, this is gonna be a short one, but we'll touch on 2.7 and then go just superficially on what's expected in, uh, we three. All right. Uh, there we go. Uh, let's start. So, um, current status let's start with that so defy chain 2.7 um many of uh, the folks who have been following uh, there's been a little bit of uh, these going on in the test net over the last couple of days so the current status is there is 2.7 alpha which is out which is uh, it's a it's an alpha release so if you are doing production systems on mainnet please do not use that however it should still sync on mainnet work as expected but on testnet Uh, it hard fork, it has already hard forked. And uh, so some of the testnet features are going live as we speak. And then, um, so there's gonna be another beat up that's expected soon. And the only one from 2.7 that's currently not included is the future swap, which is the most recent DFIP. Yep, so, and then node release is expected sometime next week and uh, with a hard fork tentatively around 7th April uh so yeah the confirmed date will be when the node is out and along with it so that's the current status of it and uh okay I'll go into okay what the main key focus of 2.7 is so one of the first things is uh full Dex fees capability now on the tech side uh the, the blockchain has the capability to set a Dex fee on a token uh, or on a pool pair previously before 2.7 you could set it on a pool pair so btc um and then say dfi you can set it on that particular pool pair what is what is the feast that you can set but you cannot set on say everything in dust this is something that we already have and we expect it to come in but uh in order to do that you'll have to go and set on each and every single pool pair so now it, it has the capability to do it both separately um, so the governance attributes are some of the internal changes that we've been made, uh, making a lot of the uh, engineering folks who have been following that know that so it's basically um, yeah it's going to be just, just setting a governance attribute there which the master notes will get to vote once on chain governance is in and then there we go uh, so that capability that's one and then the second big one has been the generic loan payback mechanism so loan payback currently we can use that for uh, DUSD, you can use DFI to pay back. But this was, uh, when when it was engineered, the way that we uh, were engineering it is in a very generic way. It does not depend on uh, you know which token to which token. You can enable any token to any token. Uh, but for previous 2.6.2, 2, we didn't have a lot of time. So we took a little bit of shortcuts to just enable that very quickly on mainnet, and then provide, finish that complete feature. So that's the feature set basically. So which means that now the chain has the capability to enable any uh, uh, payback of any loans with payback uh, any specific token. Now, this does not mean that it is gonna be active on Mainnet, that's a completely different economical discussion and something that the community has to continue to discuss and then vote and then go on. Uh, But in order to do that, now any of these changes are now gonna be trivial. So once there's a DFIP pen, everybody puts on it, then pretty much instantly we can go ahead with it. So the engineering capability is fully complete there. That's gonna launch with 2.7. Um, okay, um, and then let me go into the next ones. So the next one is uh, all of these are actually related to the DFIP, DFIP-2203, uh, which mainly talks about futures, uh, the future swap, but also that also enable DUSD uh, now comes into the 50% side of the collateral. So previously before Fort Canning Hill, it was 50% DFI was a requirement of the entire collateral sitting in the vault. And then right after, uh, Fort Canning Hill, we changed that just a little bit so that it's more intuitive. Um, and then, uh, after Fort Canning Hill 50%, it it was 50% off the overall minimum loan schemes value that's required we did that for a couple of reasons but the main reason was uh, people if if it was 50 percent of collaterals then it was confusing because people will have to now first take any other token and then take dfi out you can't just go ahead and di- directly take dfi so it was a two-step process, but this made it simpler and so that it just, it it, it was far more intuitive from the feedback from the community. That was um, it. And then now after 2.7, uh, this hits right on the hot fork block. DUSD is something that can be, uh, that's now considered as the first 50%, the DFI side of the collateral. This means you can have zero DFI and uh, 50% as DUSD or vice versa as well. So that's also something that's completely accepted um and then the last big one is the future swap that's basically the defect uh, so i won't go into the details of that uh but that's going to be introduced as a completely separate rpc and protocol uh that's something that's still on not there on testnet but it should be uh, available very soon and uh, that's going to be the beta release and after that it's going to be the release so that's uh, that's that's pretty much it for 2.7 and then let's go into just touch a bit on what is next after this, which is 3.0. 3.0 is, uh, expected. It's going to be a, it's not going to be a long wait for 3.0. Uh, so all of these two updates were something that we, uh, I, you know, there's a lot of defects in, uh, over the last couple of months. So we just kept uh, getting on and, uh, along with a lot of internal changes, the major key features for 3.0 is going to be on chain governance that I know a lot, everybody has been waiting for, for a very long time. It's almost complete. Uh, it's it's already there. The PRs are there. I think some uh, community members have reviewed it. Uh, if you haven't, we'd really help like your help there. Please go ahead review it, uh, and that'll g- end up getting merged after we're done with 2.7. So that's on chain governance, and then the other one, which was not initially planned, is stock split. So we have Amazon stock split that's coming up on June, and then Google on July. So stock split is something that we ended up prioritizing, and uh, there are already PRs out there uh, for people who follow that. It will not; it's it won't be named stock split per se, but token split, Oracle split, and there are, it's it's a whole range of moving parts. And there's been a lot of these piecemeal PRs that are there, and all of that uh, we are on the timeline to hit it for 3.0. Um, so, and more detail, I, we'll have the full uh, details on that. Collect, uh, 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 Just collect all of those and then put it in as a star split soon. Uh, But people can go ahead and review that as well. And then uh, a couple of the smaller ones, which is DeFi transaction uh, from 3.0 will have an added capability where you can set on which block or uh, on how many blocks from that current block, relatively speaking, that a transaction should actually expire. Uh, Now, this is important for a few cases. One of the key importance is that Today, if we, let's say somebody is doing a pool swap uh, and then you have a max price set, which is the slippage protection. So if you have a slippage protection set and in the current block, if that value doesn't apply, then your transaction doesn't get applied. But that doesn't mean that this transaction becomes invalid for any future. So there could be a scenario and then there could be some other node which picks it up and then tries to mine it as a part of the block. And then where if this, the the max price scenario, the slippage scenario fits in, then it can still end up mining that. This this is intended. However, it creates uh, a a non-deterministic scenario. So the DeFi transaction expiry is something that will become immensely helpful there. It's gonna be a completely optional one. So whoever is submitting that can, making that transaction can add that optionally. Uh, By default, it's going to be unlimited as well. Uh, It's going to start start with unlimited for backward compatibility. Um, So that's going to be the next one. And then uh, the other ones are uh, the things that has already been done and sitting in there for, I think, a couple of months now, which is the update masternode, where you can change the reward address and then operator address. So all of that is in. That will also be a part of V3. Um, Yeah, so this is going to be the major V3 set. And then uh, a couple of other common questions that we often get is atomic swap. So atomic swap is not gonna be included in V3 because V3 has a huge number of big chunks that we do wanna continue to test. However, the idea is to re-enable it right after V3. Uh, once the team had, has a little bit more time and the community can also uh, engage in reviewing all of that and ensure that uh, you know, it goes back in solid. Uh, so that's the expectation for atomic swap. And then uh, one small, it's a very small one, but I want to mention is, um, people who are testing uh, the early releases early, uh, account change is a new log category, which is introduced as part of 2.7. Uh, please use that if you want to test new releases, because it'll be very massively helpful for us. Um, and, and for you also to correlate if there's been uh, any any misbehaviour in terms of account history uh, in the node. It's primarily just to help uh, to make sure new na- new nodes are stable and the consensus are solid. Uh, it's a it's 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 a we are working on larger uh, aspects to this as a solution as well. But then today this is something you can compare the log set easily diff diff between the two to ensure that if they are the same. Uh, so it will generate a massive amount of logs. So don't use it if. You're not a developer, or if you're not testing it, otherwise you'll end, probably end up with. Uh, you, I think it's very likely you'll end up pretty much most of the disks. So in a couple of days, it's going to be uh, more than tens or hundreds of gigabytes. Um, yeah. So that's one, and then um, yeah. Finally, uh, yeah. Thank you to the community. This there's been a lot of engagement this time. It was very very nice to see that. Really appreciate it. All the devs appreciate it as well. So um, yeah, but a quick shout out to QG and uh, Shizog. Uh, Sorry if I'm messing up the pronunciation, but uh, there's been PRs, and then there's also been active reviews by the community members. So thank you, please keep that coming. Um, Yep, and uh, that should be it. That should be the updates from my site. Thanks, TZ.
0: Cool, a lot of things happening. Um, You directly answered the question regarding Atomic Swap. (laughs) It was from Mario uh, Schneidenbach, but um, you directly answered it, so it it will take some time. Mm -hmm. Uh, We first concentrate uh, on our our DFIP with the Futures uh, and also with 50% DUSD as collateral, Um, then with uh, version three, we will have the on-chain governance and stock split. I think that was also a question in the community: how we will handle the stock split. Um, so it will be addressed. We will have a solution. Uh, don't panic. Is the term? <laughs> cool.
3: Yeah, uh, yeah. Even if that is an emergency, I think we are almost ready. So uh, I think things are going to plan. I think I, I, we can see that now. So uh, yeah. Cool. And and we always did have a fallback as well, right? So, yeah. uh, but I don't think we will ever have to utilize the fallback, which is a good thing. Um, but uh, fingers crossed, uh, right? Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Then
0: I saw no other questions. We directly jump into the second topic. Uh, YC, do you want to share the insights into the light wallet? So I understood you will show us the results of the survey. Uh, a lot of people made in the community, um, and I'm looking forward, what is the result? Cool.
2: Sure. Right, yeah, so I think, I think exactly this was uh, something that we, we did with the community for during the start of 2022. And yeah, a lot of people have been asking like, so what's going on? How did that go? So really happy to share this result with everybody and also to to just share, you know, what people think about the light wallet and what is the experience on DeFi chain as a whole, right? So let me just jump right into it. I think to give some context as to what we are doing here, it's really to create or to collect a quantitative set of feedback from the strong community, right? Why I say qu- quantitative here is because we have always been collecting very much ad hoc feedback from the various channels. And we really appreciate, you know, those kind of engagement the, whether it be from Reddit, from Telegram, um, and all this feedback really helped push the product, push the experience forward. But this survey really is the first time, I think, and it's not gonna be the last for us to engage and find out really quantified um, feedback and understanding on how we can improve the experience. So three main objectives we set out when doing this study. Number one is to understand user motivations so that we can understand how we can prioritize features. Secondly is to identify usability gaps. And last is to validate user segments for better experience design. So the third one is because we already have an understanding of who the users are, but really this allows us to validate that understanding further. So in terms of the target segment, when we first started out the study is to look at two two groups of users. Firstly are the casual users who are newly exposed to DeFi and the advanced users who have already um, some experience or a lot of experience in DeFi regardless of protocol. So what we did was a two-pronged approach. First is through a usability study with 10 participants that were gathered through the community channels. And this was almost an in-depth kind of interview with, um, that took about like one hour, more than one hour per, per uh, participant. So that was very insightful in understanding what, how exactly they used the platform and what are the pain points and what are the things that really motivated them to continue using it. So the second part is the key of the presentation today, which is survey, right? This was done with um, gathering 202 qualified respondents from again, all the DeFi chain socials. And this was done across a, about a two week, two week period from 8th to 20th of February. So we also recognize in this study that there are some limitations. Firstly is that we have a smaller pool of respondents, but I think this is quite an intended outcome because all the light wallet users are, are anonymous. So there is no way we you know, can actively reach out to all the users. But um, so in this sense, it actually is a good thing because all these users are volunteers of, um, you know, are themselves for this study to provide this feedback. So the first section I'll be talking about is the user segments of DeFi Chain Lite wallet, right? Um, so that we can contextualize and understand who we are thinking about and who are using the wallet from day to day. All right. Um, quite interestingly, it's split into three segments, quite evenly spread. We have the fresh users, the intermediate users, and the seasoned users. All right. With the intermediate users taking the bulk of the, the portion, which is about 38.5%, um, we see three main different attributes that set the three segments apart. Firstly is the amount of DeFi experience. So of course, we see that fresh users have zero to six months of usage experience in DeFi, and then As the segment grows, then the amount of experience grows as well. Then with the portfolio exposure, which is the second attribute, fresh users have significantly less exposure to crypto. And then again, as the cohort grows, then they have more exposure to crypto. And interestingly, also that the lesser exposure they have to crypto in their portfolio, the lesser DFI they have in um, the overall crypto portfolio as well. So this is an interesting trend that we saw. And lastly, in terms of risk appetite, which I think it's not a surprise as well, for the fresh users, they have um, the least aggressive sort of like risk appetite, then um, the season users have the most aggressive one, which is at about 3.83 out of five rating. And this is a rating based on out of five that um, each user, each respondent gave themselves. So now I'll just go into like the general adoption of um, the light wallet. And I just like to thank all of you for, you know, supporting the Light Wallet because we have had 32,000 wallet downloads since the launch, which was in August 2021. And we see that the Light Wallet is dominated by early adopters, right? The graph on the left tells you across time where the bulk of the users come from. And 27.2%, which is the most of them came from when the wallet was launched. But, and then when we splice this up into the different segments that was touched on earlier on the right, you see that I think quite unsurprisingly, seasoned users are the one who adopted the wallet the earliest. But as we see towards 2021, the tailwind of 2021 and start of 2022, we do see an uptake of uh, uh, fresh users coming in, which is a very good sign actually, because that means that we are reaching out to people who are fresher, have less experience in DeFi, but are seeing a keen understanding or keen interest in DeFi chain. Another interesting insight is that users are highly active on the Light Wallet. And what I mean by that is that there's more than 8 in 10 respondents who use the app on a daily basis, right? And the motivation behind using Light Wallet is two main things. Firstly, is liquidity mining. And secondly, is to access D tokens. And that being the motivation, we wanted to see whether the actions that they actually perform correspond to that. So it is actually quite corresponding. So the frequently used features here would be to add or remove liquidity and also to swap token on the DEX. I think this is a very good sign towards where DeFi chain as a whole is moving towards where, you know, the DEX activity is increasing, where swapping is also increasingly become an emphasis even on the product front. So that is also something we are actively working towards. Next, users really feel very satisfied and confident with the Light Wallet, right? More than 80% said they're highly satisfied with the experience and 78% of them feel very confident about storing their assets on Light Wallet because of its reliability and its security. Well, 42% of first-time users found the Light Wallet very easy to use, but 20% of these respondents do say that some parts of the wallet is difficult to understand. So also wanting to to provide some actionable insights into this um, outcome is that what we can do is to design with more intuitive use in mind, more learnability in mind, and also to rely on the beta flag feature to test our usability of features before it gets rolled out to the uh, the masses. So now we have gone through the general adoption. Let me dive into the core services or core activities, which is DEX and the loan experience. Well, on the DEX, I think it's good news. um, And I think this is also commonly heard across all the community channels, is that 76% of the respondents are very satisfied with the experience on the DEX, right? But 34% find that there is still insufficient um, information supporting token swaps. So what we can do here, or rather how we look at, look at this, is that I think one, a, key, a few problems here was the lack of fiat values and conversion rate at the time of this survey, right? But this has since been worked on or implemented since, um, you know, that point, And we are incrementally working towards improving the DEX experience. And compared to the DEX, the experience on vaults or decentralized loan is less ideal. More than 30% of them found the experience to be less than satisfactory. And interestingly, I guess, fresh users were also the key segment driving this sentiment that you know, it's not as satisfactory as they wish to be. So with the fresh users in mind, we wanted to think about how we can design a better experience for fresh users. So I think three main points, firstly, is again, providing the ability to help people understand better what the product is with stepping onto familiar or more traditional conventions, in terms of user experience so that they can easier sort of bridge over to this new DeFi landscape. Secondly, is to only show what is needed, not to overwhelm users with experience, uh, sorry, with information, uh, and just to progressively explain and guide them towards the feature. And the last thing is of course, tighten the feedback loop in terms of action and outcome. Well, although we see that, you know, previously the experience of vault is less than ideal, but Interestingly, 72%, 72% still finds set, like the action of setting up a vault to be easy. So then we ask ourselves, what is the question or what is the issue then, right? Apparently it is with managing collateral, preventing um, liquidation and options. So close to 40% find the experience of collateral and loan management to be less than ideal. And I think this based on the quantitative, oh, sorry, qualitative feedback that was gathered is that you know because there's a lack of in-app notification um, there's a lack of uh, automated sort of like topping up of my vault, for example. But I guess at this point, also wanted to highlight that there are a lot of these features that have been asked pertains more towards a centralized environment rather than a decentralized environment. So, which is why I think what is cool here is if you if you look outward slightly to the community services that have been built, for example, DeFi Chain Dobby, it helps us manage these vaults a lot better. And I think also have seen this from the community ch- um, chats that you know, after ever since Defar was released, then people could sleep better because now they, they know that their vaults are safe. So I think this is um, one way we can look at how we can move forward with the experience. And most users find the experience in auctions to be unsatisfactory. And I, I guess at this point, I also just like to point out that we are aware of, of this issue. And in terms of design improvements, we have made some incremental um, improvements on the auctions tab, which many of you have seen. And also one of the issue is with the inaccurate USD value that is not reflecting the economics of the auction B, right? We have actually fixed this by replacing the USD value from Oracle to Dex price, so that you can better have a a more accurate representation of what um, you are paying for and what you're getting. So of course, then there's another portion, which is the D token premium, which is fundamentally causing the auctions to be not as sound as we, we like them to be. And this is a, hopefully a problem that the upcoming defeat can solve. So last thing, I guess I would just close with the general feedback, qualitative and quantitative that was covered um, or was shared during this study. On the wallet operation, generally speaking, we see a few common feedback, which is, for example, currency selection for portfolio value, sorting and filtering. And this feedback, we have all taken them in. And even before the sort of this tech talk, this presentation of results, we have already started working on them incrementally. And we have, if you have noticed, we have released them in the past versions. One um, sort of, for example, the uh, unclear, sorry, for, for example, when it it comes to a better representation of total asset value, right, it is something that the recent portfolio screen improvement has been able to solve and we are hoping to push out more uh, features that have been mentioned during this study as well. And one last thing, I guess many of the community members have been been asking us is the address labeling and address book. So I also like to share that this is something that is coming soon and the address book will come after this. So on the DEX, I think the feedback is pretty consistent, which is that, can we have better understanding of the conversion rate? Can we understand, you know, basically opportunities for, for arbitrage, for example, how can we have a better environment for trading? And that as a whole concept is something that we are moving both DeFi scan and DeFi chain light wallet towards, right? And um, we have implemented, for example, the search function for liquidity mining. And for now, if we we would like to see, let's say the DE token premium understanding whether uh, what, what is the price, what is the conversion rate, we can first take a look at DeFi scan, which is also something that we have pushed out uh, late this, uh, early this week or late last week. So now we have a better view of what is going on within each full pair. And of course, lastly, it's with regards to the loan feedback. And I think management of collateral, that has been discussed earlier. Um, some more minor of the minor ac- actions such as 50% and max button. Um, these are all coming soon. And I mean, in the coming next, re- uh, next few releases, this will, you will start to see them coming up. So definitely excited for you guys to take a look at them and continue to provide your feedback. Um, and I guess just, just as I'm about to complete the sharing of this study. I'd just like to thank all of the, the, those who have volunteered for this study because 70% of these respondents out of this 202 have even volunteered to take part in further studies. So I think this is a great sign towards um, the sentiments to a DeFi chain as a whole. And lastly, before I go off, I'd just like to take this opportunity also to just share this public service announcement to always store your 24 word recovery phrase since we're talking about the Light Wallet. All right? So thanks again for the feedback and the support.
0: Cool, really great insights. Um, uh, I I personally would actually uh, want to ask uh, if the slides will be shared later on, so that we can have sure. a lot of details out there. Um, uh, and I want to repeat it. And there were questions. I try to show it here, uh, especially for you. you now you should see it.
3: Yeah.
2: Easy mode and expert mode. Yeah, actually this has been uh, this has come up a couple of times. I think in the immediate horizon, we don't see ourselves allowing or, or working on that simply because uh, we, we are also trying to find a, a breach in between the difficult and the easy mode. Uh, and the point about the light wallet is to have a very lightweight usage of um, DeFi chain as a whole. So it, it shouldn't come at the expense of, let's say the, the less experienced fresh users so it should come at a middle ground, I would say. But perhaps in the future, when when the feature set grows large enough, and there is a need to distinguish these two, I think that will be a potential mm-hmm. um, thing that we will consider. Yeah.
0: Cool. Another question from Super Hulix regarding the fees.
2: So fee. Yeah, I guess I guess this is also. Uh, this is also some a, a comment that has been given by by the community quite a bit, uh, and maybe maybe Yuzin you can you can jump in and share you know like uh, some ideas if you have. But
1: sure, I mean yeah, that that information is gonna be very useful. Uh, currently, I think there's a technical there, like uh, the way that this is being uh, relayed on the blockchain. Um, the fee is is. It's not encoded in the blockchain itself. So, uh, firstly, the the ocean infrastructure has to provide this information. I think, I think the team is in the process of doing that. So once we have that on ocean, then we can reliably uh, show that uh, on on the wallet side. Without it, I think we can. Uh, without it, it can probably do some sort of a derivation or some sort of a guesstimation. If I, if you would, yeah. So that can still be done. But yeah, that's going to be very useful. I personally would would also
0: want that. Cool. Okay. So that were the questions from the chat regarding your survey. Really great. Um, I'm looking forward to the next one. Also what's changing. Um, I saw the the, the peak in new users in December. I think it was. Um, Maybe it was the brave campaign uh, of the accelerator team uh, where a lot of People clicked on the landing page and then maybe downloaded uh, the wallet. So we will have new brave campaigns and maybe we directly see in the graph. Um, I'm looking forward to it. Cool. Then you. Well, maybe
1: also the D tokens launch in December last year.
0: Maybe this also, right? EVM, yeah. the next uh, hype topic on DeFi chain <laughs> for this year. A lot of people are looking forward to it. Uh, what's happening here in the background?
1: yeah i'm very excited to share this update with uh, with the community um yeah so evm updates uh, so evm was proposed um last year in november uh and it got a 90 percent approval by by message uh, so the key idea about evm is that um it's to allow uh, smart contract to smart contract in in in, uh, in the developer side of smart contract, not the consensus side. I mean, we already have that. But uh, every time we want to introduce new features, in, it requires a hard fork and requires a, a lot of development work. So EVM will allow that to happen on the user side. Uh, and the idea about EVM is also to embrace the multi-chain uh, future so that DeFi chain doesn't sit on its own uh, um, like blockchain. That's, that's, um, uh, so we can join the whole um, DeFi ecosystem as well. So EVM on DeFi chain, I think it provides a very new dimension on what we think about DeFi chain. So we've always think about DeFi chain. this native DeFi. Uh, with EVM, it comes to even expanding the horizon of native DeFi further to, to get into other uh, DeFi, eco, DeFi ecosystem as well. So we can stretch even further what do we really mean by DeFi. Um, before that, let's just talk about the successes of DeFi chain today so DeFi chain is largely defined by native DeFi, and that's really really great for us um, like it's it's part of consensus it's secure um, it's that's not too complete, and all that uh d tokens on dax that's also a huge win for us and we just listed on uh, we just got listed on a quake echo by the way d token so that's uh really, really amazing yeah shout out to coin for for uh listing that um yeah, and DeFi chain is getting more and more decentralization in many, many different areas. Like master nodes, we've seen a lot of methods get, get get run by community. We see a lot of uh, a lot of usage uh, on on various uh, projects being done by community. Uh, CFPs, very active CFPs, and many things happening uh, on on every different exp- on on DeFi chain. So that's really really great. Uh, we have really strong uh, DeFi community. Uh, very high TVL, Close to two billion USD in TVL uh, and uh, very high yield uh, from DeFi services. That's attracting a lot of uh, users, uh, a lot of people into DeFi chain, and very very active community, including developers as well. So, so this uh, so what we have, what we uh, call developers today are largely developers that are building services around around DeFi chain. So, because the lack of Turing complete layer on DeFi chain, uh, there's very, I would say, very limited things that you can build on it, and that's by design. Like it's not like it's it's not like it's a it's a weak point or anything. It's by design uh, that it's not Turing complete. So, if you want to integrate with DeFi chain, you're gonna have to uh, build it out uh, outside of changes, like how you would do uh, integrate with Bitcoin, for example. Um, but as we see with the whole blockchain ecosystem and the whole DeFi ecosystem developers is very very key to um to a success of a blockchain to the to the to the adop- adoption of a blockchain like how ethereum got so big or how evm blockchain got so big is because there's a very wide uh community of developers they build projects they build things they build even meme stuff and even just stuff that are fat just build like, for fun, but the key thing is, it attracts development. Build things, it attracts people over to that chain, and developers attract even more developers to that chain, and then just going on and, on and on. So, for us, we are lacking that right now because we are uh, we don't have that twin complete layer. So with EVM, we want to do we we hope that we can start to attract more developers to build directly on chain and allow people to build like NFTs. Uh, we we even have very active NFT community right now today, but the fact that these NFTs are not a DeFi chain actually shows uh why because uh, we don't have the community on DeFi chain today. Uh with EVM, all of this is possible. NFT, DAO, ICOs, metaverse, memes, anything they can think of. There's uh, <laughs> a comment. Sorry about the chief, I got I gotta move away from that. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but that's that's what I could think of when I see the word developers But it's very, very important, developers. It just can't kind of stress enough. So yeah, DeFi, chain. We still have a long way to go. Um and I just want to point out uh, a few key challenges that we have on on DFI today. So if if uh if any of you have reached out to exchanges and talked to them. One of the key feedback that we have is uh, the exchanges having difficulty listing DFI because uh, DFI it's not a token on any other blockchains. If you want to list DFI, you have to uh, you have to do the full you have to do the full integration. You have to run a node. Uh, and also the fact that we do a lot of upgrades and that also add a lot of um, a lot of challenges to exchanges uh, listing uh, DFI because it's a very very high maintenance uh, blockchain to run. Um, and you can see the trend is so well. Like exchanges are more uh, are more open to listing tokens. There are, I mean, listing coins. There are tokens on other major blockchains because there's no maintenance, maintenance needed, especially ERC twenty, BEP twenty, and all this. If you go to exchanges to, to list, them, they will they will happily list you very very uh very easily. And um, for us as well, like DeFi chain, we have DEX and we have D tokens, very highly active. But if you look into the whole ecosystem. I mean, DeFi chain, I mean, just to put it blunt here, like we are somewhat isolated from the rest of the DeFi ecosystem because uh, there's no direct way of connecting with the the rest of the DeFi ecosystem. There's no fluid way of connecting that. Uh, And I I know uh, Dr. Daniel Kagar is working on that. I really hope that the bridge is uh, up and coming soon. So that will also uh, help to bridge a lot of that gap uh, to get us liquid into other, uh, other DeFi ecosystems. So that will also solve a lot of this problem that, that, that I'm highlighting here. And with the DeFi innovation, uh, we have native DeFi, but uh, not only are developers unable to build on it, we are not able to also latch on the latest trends and uh, emergences like some lot of meme coins and all that. It's, it takes a lot more to to do this stuff on, uh, on DeFi chain. Uh, again, this is all by design, but just the fact that, by design, uh, the fact also that it's, it's uh, it's slow and it's hard for us to introduce these features. And uh, there's a trend now with Web3, and and Web3, there's a larger uh, landscape around Web3. So I'm gonna cover that uh, shortly as well. Um, So DeFi chain ideally should also be able to get onto these uh, Web3 landscape as well. Um, <laughs> you to just reveal my age, okay, <laughs> that comment, all right, okay, but I'm glad some people still recognize that, that GIF, so not too, okay, Uh, yeah, so DeFi Chain is great today, uh, thanks to all of you, thanks for the community, thanks for a lot of tools that's been built, uh, DZ has a really great tool as well that I use every day to kind of get a gauge on how, how, um, how DeFi Chain is doing and how communities are using DeFi Chain and all that, so that's, that's great. How can we make it better with EVM, right? It's, um, oh, so this is the, the proposal. So DeFi Meta Chain, so introducing DeFi Meta Chain. So the thing is, the keyword is we're trying to bring true discoverability to DeFi. I mean, there's a lot of keywords here. I'm gonna try to explain why this is and why this name. Uh, yeah, Meta, it's like Facebook, but no, it's not about that Meta, it's about, it's about Meta. If you look in the definition of Meta, that's what we're trying to, to achieve. So why Mira? So let so to answer that question, let's take a look at the DeFi landscape today. Um, this is part of the quote uh, from uh, from I believe a CoinDesk article um, that if you have a DeFi blockchain, that cross-chain compatibility with Ethereum network is almost a necessary component uh, today. Like if you don't have that. You you become an island and you can you can still grow but the, you're you are lacking of the I mean you can grow but it's at the slowest pace than the rest of the ecosystem. A great example you can see is like uh, a lot of these blockchain, for example, like Terra, um, like uh, Avalanche, a lot of these blockchains. Once they start doing EVM, they start to latch into the um, the larger ecosystem. The the growth that they had that was huge. So. So that's why uh, we also want to get into that space as well. I saw that question, uh, Montayana. I think we'll uh, cover that uh, shortly. So um, so yeah, current DeFi landscape that we have. So there's a lot of layer ones. I mean, the whole space started with layer ones, right? So layer ones, uh basically the blockchain layers, And then layer two is where blockchain layer, layer one get crowded, and then people build on layer two. Okay, uh, we, we need to build a highway on top of the super high, on top of the, Crowded, uh, slow road, so let's build a highway on top of that to, to allow transition to flow faster. And then um, there are projects that see, okay, we have so many layer ones. How about we build bridges that connect all these layer ones together? So, layer zeros, they call it layer zeros, like right? Polkadot, Cosmos, and all these. So, where do we sit amongst uh, this landscape with, uh, with uh, DeFi main chain? So, um, yeah, so the common um, theme about layer zero blockchain is that they act as um, they try to go into all these different blockchains to try to build on these these uh, this uh, layer one blockchain. So they have to go to each one of them to, uh, sorry, um, let am put it the other way down. So to achieve that, like L1s have to build to cater to L0s to, to allow that that uh, that interoperability to happen. So it requires change to be built on them. Can we do better than that? So uh, can we, f- do we have to get all these chains to build on us so that we can uh, interoperate with them? Or is there a way for us to be a little bit more nimble or more flexible and more uh, and more endurable in a way that we can just work alongside them without them having to um, integrate with us or without the, the blockchains having to support us? So how can we achieve interoperability while creating synergy with these, uh, a lot of great protocols out there? Ethereum and all that included. So um, instead of relying on chains to build on DeFi chain, how about we go out there and try to integrate ourselves with them? So the way that we think DeFi Media Chain would be great is that we are we, we build a system that allows us to latch into any existing blockchain without without significant engineering effort. That's the key word here. The approach a lot of layer zeros uh, has done so far is that there there's a change in consensus to integrate every single blockchain that they work with so DeFi chain, there's no need for that the sin without significant engineering effort are the keywords here i'm going to explain uh, shortly why um why this is very very key and why we think that DeFi managing will will work in a huge manner so DeFi media chain acts in a way like a pathfinder to allow so from the user point of view, what is DeFi MetaChain? DeFi MetaChain is where you go there to discover DeFi protocols and DeFi blockchains without having to know what all these blockchain does. So for example, you use, um, for example, uh, you use um, like Binance. For example, Binance has all these coins. You can trade along them. You don't have to figure out how to download the, the, the wallets of each of these coins, and you just go there. As soon as they add all these coins, you can use them. So that's the idea of DeFi manager chain. You get into DeFi manager chain, you see all these DeFi services that 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 uh in the whole DeFi ecosystem, even outside of DeFi chain, you can just use the swap functions of of Ethereum. You can use, you can get into uh, Metaverse. You can do anything you want without having to download each one of the uh, the the node out there. So we call it a we call it layer zero plus. So it's a parasitic layer. So DeFi managing. It, it, it's it's parasitic in a way it allows DeFi to DeFi metachain to latch into any blockchain easily without any engineering effort, without any partnerships required, without any permissions required. That's all about that's all about what internet is all about. You you want to do things, you don't have to ask permission. That's how blockchain got so big because it builds on the same idea of internet. You can build anything you want without having to ask permission so for us we can latch into any of these blockchains without having to talk about partnerships with them without having to to ask them to integrate with us we can latch very very easily to them oh and you just showed your age trillium i know what that is i wonder how many people in the the chat knows what trillium that's a very very old thing (laughs) okay so what does it mean for us as a community um DeFi Media Chain will allow, def, uh, will allow us to capture emergencies in near real time. So if there's a meme coin that happens somewhere on, let's say, Solana, and we have already latched on Solana, we can have that also on DeFi Chain. We can have a DAX support that. We can do uh, liquidity mining or whatever, and then people can write all these dApps and decentralized apps on DeFi Chain to, to work with all these different coins easily, and we can latch on this in near real time. And this we have seen from the last one year. There's so many things that happened on, on the whole DeFi DeFi landscape. There's a lot of things that come and gone so fast. Um, with DeFi management, we hope that we can actually get into that. Um, yeah, discoverability, discoverability of other DeFi protocols becomes priority. So, for that, when a user gets into DeFi management, the the key thing that they look out for it's not about using, it's not about just Using DFI to get into, let's say, um, like Dex or anything like that. It's about DFI as the cross-chain um, um, currency, if if I may, to for for the user to discover other DeFi services out there in the wider landscape. So um, it's about it's about creating a, a marketplace. It's about creating like a Play Store of uh, of DeFi projects of of DeFi protocols out there. So it's going to take a very user-centric approach to to uh, to DeFi main chain. So yeah, we have strong engineering on the on the consensus part. Uh, on DeFi main chain, it's a lot about the user-centered approach. So it's about the it's about getting user what they are looking out for. So if someone they they want to get to know about DeFi they will hopefully they will download uh defamation um it's not a wallet anymore it's like a discovery app you go there you can you can see you click on a for example like a, a swap tab you can see all the different swap services out there across different chains click on metaverse you can see all the metaverse services out there so it's for you to discover all the different protocols out there uh in a very easy manner so DeFi will become like a a currency to get user into all these different services without having to download each one of the blockchains without having to download each one of the wallets and and start to figure out how to to deal with all these things. So what are the key features of Deformation? So those are the the great, um, like the outcome that we hope to achieve. So if we go a little bit lower, lower level on what this means on the feature side. So Meta in DeFi Media Chain means that it's about creating discoverability of DeFi. So it's a marketplace for DeFi. And not only for DeFi chain, but for the entire DeFi ecosystem. Uh, we're going to do it. I mean, it's going to be done in a Web3 style. So anyone can suggest DeFi services to be added. You can, um, it's going to require DeFi staking. So that's an added utility of DeFi. So if someone suggests, a, let's say, to add Uniswap of, uh of Ethereum onto DeFi chain you're going to submit um, uh, a pull request or I don't know if it's pull request or it's just an on-chain uh, on-chain uh, um, push. So for that, it's still um, it's a work in progress. Uh, we don't really know yet. But the idea is that that we allows anyone to suggest a service, and Masternodes will then vote to either accept that or not accept that. So as we get more and more popular, you can see that it becomes like a discovery app that uh, a lot of let's say a new service would wanna get into DeFi blockchain because it adds like a directory into DeFi so the prices to be added on DeFi blockchain will naturally go up as we get more and more popular so there will be like premium slots to get into like the features locations and all that so all of these will be decided by DeFi chain community so that will add a lot of use case to D- to DeFi um, and DeFi blockchain becomes a directory of DeFi so it's like a one-stop discovery tool for all things DeFi so it not only adds discovery, it also adds all this uh, cross-chain swaps as well. You can have all this functionality, all this connection uh, across one app. You can do all these things on, on, on one app. Yeah, and one of key differentiating uh, factors of DeFi chain is automation. So for those of you who are, who comes from um, smart contract development, if you write smart contracts for on, on EVM, uh, space, it's one thing that you will figure out very, uh, if you also understand how DeFi chain works, you're going to see one thing that's lacking on, on the EVM is that it's like lack a lacking of automation. So if you write a, um, a liquidity mining smart contract, for example, or DEX smart contract or anything you have to, for example, loan, for example, like you have to put in another, uh, another transaction to kind of a liquidate a loan. So. Uh, so the way that loan works on on EVM smart contracts is that uh, it creates incentive for for someone else to liquidate someone else's loan because there's there's no automation uh, there's no automation possibility uh, on EVM blockchains. So DeFi chain will bring along this idea about automation that we have that we enjoy that we take for granted on DeFi chain side, over to the, our EVM side as well. I mean we can't do it on them even though they're gonna latch we're gonna latch into them, but we can't do it on the other side. So the defamation itself is the evm blockchain that has evm capability plus automation so we're gonna have all of this uh, that um someone that writes smart contract on on manager chain can also pays a prepay gap prepaid gas for automation so this allows a lot of crazy things to be done that hasn't been done before on evm i think uh I think that hasn't been seen before on, on other blockchains. This um, this is going to be quite interesting, and looking forward to see what can be what can be built there. Um, yeah, that adds another utility on DFI. So it's like a gas fee payment for automation that could happen in in the future. So it could be a it could even be a let's say a a shared wallet that if you use a, a service, it would just contribute a little bit of gas over there. You just continue to add more and more automation on its own while the service being used so that that gas wallet doesn't deplete. So anyone can write that. Anyone that builds my contracts on, on DeFi Chain can add that. And that's going to be quite interesting. Yeah, decentralized Play Store. Uh, so yeah, on top of the utility of DeFi Today uh, and the automation gas. So DeFi can also be used as a reputation token uh, or a um, or a fee to suggest DeFi service to be added to, to DeFi main Chain. So uh, once you latch onto Ethereum, once you latch onto Solana and there's new services out there, uh, the user, anyone can stake some DFI to suggest, suggest these services to be added uh, onto DeFi Media Chain. And, and then DMC becomes like a Play Store for Web3 and DeFi. So there will be there will be verticals of, uh, of services that can be added like DAX, and metaverse and let's say loans and various other services out there we can we can add services as we go and we can also add uh horizontal so we kind of go into different blockchains latch into them and um and allow uh, all these different services to be added by community so anyone can add uh, can add all these services so yeah it's going to create an appeal for users of DeFi. DeFi in general not just DeFi, but DeFi, not just DeFi chain, but DeFi in general. So people who want to get into DeFi or Web3, they're going to download DeFi Medi-Chain and browse our DeFi services that, that DeFi Medi-Chain has, can get into all these different services easily. And it's going to be a directory for like for, for beginners to get started into, into DeFi easily. Um, yeah, smart contracts for all, that's going to be a key thing. So developers, creativity, plus the automation gas. And native DeFi chain doesn't go away, by the way. With this, native DeFi chain doesn't go away. We still have native DeFi chain. And with that, there's a lot of things that can be built by the community. And we've seen a lot of people want to build things on on DeFi chain already, but that's the lacking of that layer. It's creating that that, that limit on how much you can build. So with this, there's a lot of things that you can build. Like, um, for example, um, there's a project that maximizes your, uh, your 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 vault right up to like one percent uh that has to be done outside of chain because you can't build on chain but with this and with the automation gas that's a possibility that it can be done on chain directly without having to have let's say a third party server that that does uh, that does the top up for you and with that it can be done trustless. so you don't have to even give up your private keys to uh, to a centralized uh server to do that for you yeah moving on on the engineering side so some updates there. Um, DeFi meta chain. It's not a new blockchain. It's built on top of the existing blockchain today, which we just gonna call it native DeFi chain. Just to be uh, very, very clear on on the separation between uh, between these two when I refer to to these features. So it allows the stability of native chain while gaining flexibility of the new uh, meta chain that allows cross chain capability. So what this means for for DeFi as a token or or as a coin. So it's the same coin. It's the same token. So there's no new token being introduced with DMC. It acts. It uh, every masternode will have full visibility on uh, on both. And there's no need for a new emission model. Uh, everything will be the same. Uh, DAXs will run on native side. Uh, tokens will emit on native side. But that token can be swapped onto DMC, and that will be that will be uh, ERC twenty like, uh, It it cannot be ERC twenty because we're not Ethereum, but it has the same standard. So that that DFI will also exist as a ERC-20-like form on DMC. And that allows anyone to write smart contracts with DFI directly and uh, and with the bridge you can go into. And uh, I mean, you can go into any of the chains easily and you can uh, write a lot of things easily and with the automation as well. So yeah, all tokens are equivalent, equivalent and interchangeable. So yeah, that's gonna be very, very cool. And full Web3 compatibility. So I think there's uh, there's a few, uh, some some people might confuse uh, EVM and Web3. They are two separate things. And EVM support doesn't imply that we are compatible with Web3. In fact, they're two separate things. Uh, so the design side, we're trying to also capture the Web3 compatibility as well, because there's a lot of upside to that. So one thing that that we could do on EVM is that we add EVM support. We add an EVM runtime on the current blockchain itself, allow developers to write smart contracts on the current blockchain, but we lose the Web3 compatibility. I think if we do that, we are losing a, a big chunk of the benefits that we, that we, that we, we might have missed. So ideally, we want to have a Web3 compatibility. So the way that we do it is that um, we try to retain um, um, compatibility with two chains like MetaMask and, uh, and, and, and Dapps and all that. So the goal is you need to be Web3 compliant. So when this is done, when this is out, when the first block is mined, there's a lot of tools that's already widely available. So we don't have to build. Uh, like light like wallet to support the DMC. We don't have to build like apps to support DMC. You we already have all these apps available out there already. So uh it's about EVM plus Web3. So we want to make sure that we capture that if, uh on on uh with this uh approach. Um yeah, and so how do we latch onto blockchain so easily? So a lot of layer zero blockchain takes a very low level consensus approach to uh, to integrate with blockchains. So um, the team uh, led by Pushing has done a lot of uh, study and a lot of research on, on this area. So the idea is that you take what's, what's already proven out there, like proven infrastructure t- uh, methodology, uh, containerization, like Docker containerization, uh, So you can include the nodes of other blockchain easily by using a um, containerized technology so you don't have to modify the the consensus of other blockchain or even the host blockchain to to support that. Because all you have to do is just create a virtual environment that has these multiple blockchains and they can communicate using um like RPCs, for example, and they can really run that in a secure manner using container container technology. So there's minimal modifications needed on target chain and also on the host chain, uh, which means uh, DMC. And DMC itself being EVM, there's a lot of transactions that can be done on the DMC side that can relate on the target chain uh, if they're EVM compatible. Even if they're not by using containerized uh, containerization, we can integrate with new blockchains that are even not EVM compatible because all we have to do is just put in this put put in a container put in the same virtual environment and they can communicate you just have to write um um protocols to support the um the um the communication between dmc and the target chain so it allows us to be very future-proof so who makes decisions on what blockchain to to uh to integrate with so decision it has to be as decentralized as possible so I think the two parts of the decision so one is national governance We always want to tap on nationals to make decisions on on new features and on on new uh, um, new changes. and there's also another part on uh, the the code uh, consensus um, changes on the consensus. so we want to also establish uh, a technical consensus com- committee. I think we're at the stage where we're decentralized enough. There's a lot, of, a lot, of, uh, a lot of team members, a lot of community members, have shown a lot of interest to to also. Um, I mean, not just only show interest, but a lot of a lot of you guys have really contributed to the blockchain as well, to the to the code as well. Um, just like uh, Prashant just pointed out just now, we actually have a lot more across not just the blockchain side, but also across the uh, like wallet side and every everywhere. So, the goal is to have decentralized governance. On decision making by by Masternode and also decentralized uh, consensus committee for like code-based decisions, like, uh, like should this should this uh, get into the consensus or should it not get into consensus? Should we merge into that target chain? I mean, for things that can be done with Masternode, obviously it should be done with Masternode. But there are certain things that are that cannot be um, cannot be quantified or or worded in a way that it's, it's votable by Masino. So for that, uh, there will be a technical consensus committee that, that does that. So, uh, I mean, that is still being, being planned. The idea is that with this committee, uh, there should be, let's say annual, uh, um, like election to elect um, core maintainers to run the committee. And they will then make decisions on, on uh, how to move forward on, on, on certain things. So the goal, as we've seen, for DeFi chains, always to move more and more decentralized, as much as possible as we go. Um, yeah. So timeline. Uh, I think a lot of you are waiting for this. Uh, yeah. Research is complete. Uh, the 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 DFID was submitted in November. Team has done a lot of research despite a lot of distractions on uh, on uh, like a lot of a lot of uh, upgrades that has to be has to be done because of uh, economic reasons on like D tokens and all that. Uh, but the research is complete, there's uh, a lot of, uh, it's not just like research on paper, but there's also sort of, like actual uh, experiment that, that are being done. So there's a clear path to implementation now uh, that the team has, and uh, it's targeting around Q3 for the mainnet rollout for DMC. And uh, with full web compatibility we don't uh, have to wait for like tools to be built because you can use metamask with it. You can use a lot of things that, that we support Web3 uh, with DMC. So with this, I think it's gonna create a lot of uh, interoperability with DeFi chain and allows us to to have that uh, um, to, to tap into the wider DeFi ecosystem and to allow us to build a lot more, um, a lot more things, a lot more possibilities with DeFi chain. So yeah, like us we don't compete, we synergize with the wider DeFi ecosystem. I think this really gels with the name of DeFi chain. Like we are not yet another blockchain, we are about connecting all the DeFi together, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in a, to build a wider community, to build a wider ecosystem. So a successful DeFi meta chain shows the success of DeFi and allows us to also tap into the wider DeFi ecosystem uh, everywhere, so synergy beats competition. Yeah, DeFi Media Chain, bringing to discovery of DeFi. So yeah, I hope uh, this excites you guys. I'm sure there are a lot of questions being asked. Uh, yeah, This is the final slide. Uh, yep,
0: yeah. any questions? Cool, really great. Um, uh, the, the main question is when, but you answered it. Uh, planned for this year, the first steps, uh, so everyone can look forward to an implementation. There was a nice comment I want to show uh, regarding the parasitic uh, layer. Maybe we sh- should call it a jellyfish or jelly layer because of the tentacles uh, catching up all the other layers. <laughs> Interesting. Think about it. Maybe. Uh, r- r- nice yeah, idea. we don't have actually. a name for that. <laughs> yeah, maybe that's a good name. <laughs>
1: um, True.
0: Cool. Maybe another question, uh, but I can switch to our uh, four persons uh, slide. Regarding the EVM layer, I think there's still a misunderstanding of um, is it now a Turing complete or not? Um, if we put on the EVM.
1: So there's two layers to it. So the the native layer will con- need to continue to be not Turing complete, and if you swap your token, it's actually it's not a swap. It's a, it's it's the same chain, but there's it's both layers. So if you use the ERC twenty layer of the of DFI, then it's Turing complete. So you can build things that interact with the ERC twenty uh, token on the on the EVM side. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and uh, and the uh, liquidity mining out there will still happen on the native side. So the EVM side will largely allow developers or community to build on top of it.
0: Cool. So another question. I don't see. Do you see any question in the chat? So a mm-hmm. lot of them are hyped. Uh, Christian Peters said, <laughs> so "This is awesome." Um, your Presentation regarding the EVM layer, uh, DeFi, Meta Chain, uh, and so on. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah, it sounds like a dream, <laughs> but uh, I think you showed there is a way to get there.
1: Yep, yep. A- Hopefully, a- that will a- bring Zed us to the mainstream. Layer.
0: <laughs> I don't
1: even know how to read that. <laughs> Siphon
0: of four, I guess. Okay. First time seeing that, but i think the 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 people don't have a question using they need a (laughs) coffee (laughs) um so um, i need a coffee too (laughs) um, like a good idea
1: (laughs) we're looking uh, to share we're we're hoping to share more uh so as the team work on the first uh um the first repo there's a lot of like experiments being done right now Uh, as it matures to be a repo you're going to share that we're going to tweet about that and hopefully we'll get a lot of uh, a lot of participation, again, from the community. uh, We really appreciate all these comments and all these reviews that have been done by community. Uh, That's a great, great thing that's starting to happen a lot this year, we can see that. Thanks.
0: Cool. I think no question, Uh, time is also over an hour. Uh, Your presentation was long, amazing, uh, but uh, a lot of content. Um, I have to watch it after the show again. (laughs) Too much information at once, Um, I would say related if there's no other question uh, maybe a basic question we'll share the slides really thanks share everyone the slides. We'll share the slides. yep okay yeah masternodes writes the block they are doing the consensus um, the desktop wallet has the full blockchain stored locally and the light wallet is uh, talking to a system in the background uh, with notes cool yeah then I would say thanks for joining incredible tech talk really I'm wordless. Uh, thanks for joining giving us the insight I'm looking forward to the next one uh, planned in the six week roundabout um, then we maybe have new information about what's happening in the background uh, thanks YZ for showing us the light wallet, so we also really great. I need the document to have a look <laughs> on the details. Uh, see you sure. soon. Everyone out there, thanks for joining. Uh, there were over 100 persons live still uh, in the middle of the day in Germany. So really great and I think a lot of more will watch it if they hear about uh, DeFi Metachain. Pretty, pretty sure. Cool, then. See you soon thanks and bye thank you thanks everyone
1: thanks Bye-bye.
2: everyone